Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our gospel for today is a very familiar story. In fact, even Mark Twain referred to it in one of his books. He recalls a visit to the Holy Land and the village of Capernaum. It was a moonlit night, and so Twain decided to take his wife on a romantic boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Mark Twain asked a man with a rowboat how much he would charge them to take him out, take them out on the water. The man saw Twain's dapper white suit, his white shoes, and his white hat, and assumed that he was a very wealthy Texan. And so he said the cost would be $25. And Mark Twain walked away as he said, now I know why Jesus walked on the water instead of taking a boat. Now hear the story again. Peter and his disciples got into the boat late one afternoon to cross the Sea of Galilee, just as Jesus had instructed them. And Jesus wanted to pray alone, and so there they were on the Sea of Galilee, alone without Jesus. And sometime during the night, a violent storm came up, and the the waves were battering against the boat, and the gale force winds were against them. And Peter and company were fighting to keep the boat afloat, and they were terrified. And then about 3 a.m., they noticed a shadow out on the sea coming toward them on the water. And as it got closer, they realized that it was a person walking on the water. And they thought it was a ghost. And they cried out in fear. And then Jesus shouts, hey, fellas, it's me. You can trust me. Don't be afraid. It's me. Now, Matthew doesn't tell us how the other 11 disciples responded when they heard Jesus' voice coming to them across the water. But Peter, true to his impulsive nature, his impulsive character, said, if it's you, Lord, command me to walk on the water to you. Now let's pause for a minute. I want you to try to put yourself in the story. Imagine the fierce winds and the huge waves and the darkness of the night And you you suddenly encounter Jesus on the water, and he invites you to step out of the boat and to walk toward him. What would you choose, the water or the boat? Now, I think there is something deep inside most of us that tells us that there is more to life than just the comfort of the boat. We were created for more than just avoiding risk or failure. There's something inside of you and me that wants to walk on water, to leave the safety and comfort of the life and follow God's call, whatever, wherever he may be leading us. So let's ask two important questions. What holds you back? What holds you back and what is in your boat? I would suggest to you that your boat is whatever represents security, safety, and comfort for you apart from God. Your boat is whatever you put your ultimate trust in. Your boat is whatever keeps you from stepping out in faith and following Jesus. 
And if you're not sure what your boat is, usually your fears will tell you what your boat is. What, it is, what is it that makes you fearful or afraid, especially when you contemplate leaving it behind to follow Jesus and to take a step out in faith? Your boat may be your career. Perhaps you've done the same thing for many years, and deep down inside you know that God may be calling you to do something different nudging you in a new direction to do something else with your life. Or maybe your boat is some kind of an addiction or an unhealthy pattern of behavior, and it's keeping you from being the person that you would like to be. And it's hurting your family or your marriage or your friendships. But it's your boat, and so you are afraid to leave it behind. Or perhaps, for many of us, our boat may be our wealth, our success, our material things. That was the case for another young man that we meet in the New Testament. Jesus asked him to get out of the boat and to follow him, but first he said, sell everything you have and give your money to the poor. But that rich young man could not get out of the boat. It was just too comfortable and secure. So what is your boat? What area of your life is keeping you from fully trusting God? If you want to walk on water... You have to get out of the boat. Peter got out of the boat, and he took a huge leap of faith. You can just picture the look on Peter's face. He's, he's smiling with pleasure as he looks at Jesus, and he takes a few steps out on the water. But then Peter looks away from Jesus, and all of a sudden he sees the wind and the waves, and he starts to sink. Peter shifted his focus from the Savior to the storm, and look what happened. And you know what it's like to see the wind. You take a step out in faith and you're full of excitement, you're full of hope. Maybe it's a new relationship or a, a new role at work or you're trying to get involved in serving God in, in some new way. And then all of a sudden, reality steps in. And there are challenges and setbacks and obstacles that you had not anticipated. And it feels like the wind is against you. But the important thing is to keep your focus on Jesus, to not be distracted by the wind and the waves. When Peter let fear get the best of him and he looked away from the Savior, that's when he started to sink. In one of his uh, books, author Keith Miller relates a story from a, a support group that he once belonged to. It seems that this great, big, burly dock worker joined the support group one evening. And this guy, when you looked at him, looked pretty intimidating. He had a couple of notable scars on his face and his arms were covered with tattoos and he looked like he could probably bench press four or five hundred pounds. And this support group is one that follows the 12 steps made famous by AA. And the third step reads, make a decision Make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to God as we understand God. And after reading that third step, the dock worker shouted to everyone in the group, wait a minute, wait a minute, you mean I have to give my life over to God? And the leader of the group said, yep, that, that's right. And he said, I can't do that. He said, God will kill me for what I've done in my life in the past. God will kill me. And the leader of the group said to this guy, as he looked him straight in the eyes, he said, maybe you ought to fire that God. Maybe you ought to fire that God. 
When Peter started to sink, Jesus was immediately there reaching out to, to rescue him. And that is a lesson for us today as we choose to get out of the boat, as we choose who we will follow in this life. Jesus is there waiting to reach out to us as we face the risks and the challenges and the obstacles that come when we boldly follow God and answer God's call. When he invites us to walk on water and we follow him. A Lutheran pastor shares a true story from his own life. He was on a, on a cross-country flight, and the first warning of trouble came when that fasten-your-seatbelts light came on. And then a moment or two later, a calm voice said, we'll, now be, we'll not be serving beverages at this time because we are expecting turbulence. Please fasten your seatbelts. And then the storm broke. All hell broke loose. The booming cracks of thunder could be heard even over the roar of the plane's engines. Lightning just lit up the dark skies. One moment the airplane was lifted up by these terrific currents and then the next it dropped as if it were about to crash. And this went on for several minutes. The pastor confessed that he shared the same discomfort and fear of those around him. And he said as he looked around the plane, he noticed that nearly all the passengers were upset and alarmed. Some were even praying. It seemed like an ominous situation, and many of them were wondering if they would even make it through this storm. And then he said, I noticed a little girl. And she had tucked her feet beneath her as she sat there on her seat. She was reading a book. And everything within her small world was calm and orderly. And when the plane was buffeted by this terrible storm, when it lurched this way and that way and it rose and fell, when all the adults on the plane were scared half to death, that child was completely composed and unafraid. And the pastor could hardly believe his eyes. When the plane finally landed safely, the passengers all broke out in, in cheers and then all the passengers were, as they were hurrying to disembark, he, the pastor turned to the little girl and he said, you know, you are so brave, you were so calm during that storm. And then he asked her why she was not more afraid. And she replied, well, because my daddy's the pilot and he's taking me home. My daddy's the pilot and he's taking me home. Friends, when you listen to God's call in your life and you step out in faith, remember that when you start to fall, Jesus is there waiting to help you back up. And you'll never be alone in a storm. And every so often you may even walk on water. Amen.